Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. So we've um, gone through a lot of the brain structures and our next brain structure, which we've alluded to already, is the brain stem. And so the purpose of this talk is not to make you... um, you know, not every detail of the brainstem, but it's to highlight some of the key structures that I think you need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. We've had practice exams which um, have, you know, mm-hmm. examined our knowledge of the brainstem. They gave us slices and told us, pointed to one region, so what's that? Exactly. Yeah. So the purpose is to go through some of the key brain regions and tell you what some of the important structures there. We're going to be referring to the cranial nerves, and I know we haven't talked about the cranial nerves yet, mm-hmm. but just bear with us. Um, just keep this in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Now, we've also done a um, YouTube video as well. One of our colleagues, Fiona, has kindly um, put together a YouTube video, so visit mm. our YouTube video um, YouTube channel as well on mm. the Common Round, so to learn a little bit further about some of these anatomical structures. Yeah. So let's talk about what about what the brainstem is, Andy. So where is it actually located? The gross structure of it. Well, the brainstem, I could say that it's it's located above the spinal cord and um, below the, the cerebral cortex. cortex yeah. Cortex, exactly. Yeah. So it's sort of the 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 link, really, isn't it, between mm. the spinal cord and the cerebral cortex? Yeah. And broadly speaking, it's divided into three key regions: okay. the medulla, mm-hmm. and the medulla can be divided into the caudal medulla. So caudal means the tail, tail, so the bottom, yeah. Yeah. and rostral, mm-hmm. or the open and closed medulla is another term that you might come across. Okay. It's also um, above the medulla is the pons, and you know pons has some unique structures. Mm. And above the pons, you'll find the midbrain. Yeah. And there are some key features that help distinguish the various regions. And mm. at the end, we'll share a really interesting rule that we've come across that. Mm. Helps cement this and can potentially save you in an exam environment if you <laughs> have a good. mental block. Yeah. So let's talk about the the medulla, Andy. What are some of the um? So we're it's at the bottom. It connects the spine to the pons. What are some of the structures that are there? There are some key tracks, aren't there? So there's a corticospinal and um the dorsal column tracks that lead to that that go into the that go into the midbrain. Mm-hmm. Once they reach the medulla, they form the medial lemniscal pathway. So yeah, the media- so that's the dorsal, isn't it? The yeah. Dorsal so the medial lemniscus is one of those key features. Mm-hmm. Another thing with about them is that with the dorsal column, they we previously mentioned about the gracilis and the cuneatus mm-hmm. fasciculi, and so they would synapse at the nucleus gracilis and nucleus cuneatus. So once again, that's another um, key important uh, landmark. Yeah. Um, you've also got the uh, axons that once they synapse there, they cross to the opposite side, they form internal arc- arcuate fibers. And then, so that's another f- uh, landmark. And then you've got, once they ascend, they ascend up the medial lemniscus. And that's a midline the... structure, isn't it? Yeah. Also, what's interesting, as you go slightly further, so this is mainly referring to the caudal, so the bottom of the medulla. As you go a little bit superior, go further up, mm-hmm. you might come across a beautiful structure. It actually looks amazing on, on a slide called the inferior olive, which we talked about in our previous episode on the cerebellum, mm. which is an important communication pathway for the cerebellum. In addition to that, you also have the spinothalamic tracts that are traveling laterally as they're climbing up the medulla. Okay. But near these are some really interesting nuclei that yep. are dispersed across the medulla. Mm. Do you want to kick us off by talking about yep. the spinal nucleus of the trigeminal? Yes. So the spinal nucleus of the trigeminal, we've mentioned that previously during our, our, our pain talks as well. Yeah, so that's a um, that's located laterally on the side and you can see that quite clearly. Mm. Yep. Um, it's an extension of the trigeminal nucleus and it spans pretty much alongside uh, quite quite far up and yeah. down the um, the whole brainstem. Exactly. You've got also a solitary nucleus. And what's the solitary nucleus? It's a combination of 7, 9, and 10, and they uh, cranial nerve 7, 9, and 10, mm-hmm. and they receive general sensory inputs or special sensory inputs from uh, the internal organs. So especially yeah. once we talk about cardio, you will talk about baroreceptors, chemoreceptors, mm. and all these inputs. Yep. 
come up either uh, these um, cranial nerve 9 and 10 yes. and tell the body whether if you know is your blood pressure low or is your um, oxygenation high yep. or low anyways long story short that's the solitary nucleus exactly it's a really important nucleus isn't it? because yep. it then helps regulate the body's response to these um, inputs sensory mm. inputs from the, the visceral organs yep. now there's also the nucleus ambiguous Andy mm. what, can you yep. tell us a little bit about that okay nucleus ambiguous it's I think it's ambiguous because they're not too sure whether if it comes from the 9 or comes from t- uh, 10 or nine come from it and it also looks really you know very dispersed and not very clear compared to the other nucleuses and so yeah essentially it's a motor nucleus actually Mm. it relates to the motor function of cranial nerve number nine or cranial nerve number 10 and so that has to do with moving your palate Mm -hmm. swallowing and um, using your pharynx and making noises as well yeah exactly in addition to that you might come across the dorsal nucleus of the cranial um uh the the cranial nerve 10 so that's vagus um and that uh sends out it's a parasympathetic nuclei and so it sends out parasympathetic information via Mm. the vagus nerve which we'll talk about in a future episode to the various organs particularly in the gastrointestinal tract there's also the hypoglossal nucleus which is more of a midline nucleus that you might come across in the um in the medulla and i think hypoglossal means tongue so as the name suggests it's uh it's the motor output for uh, hypoglossal cranial nerve which Mm. uh, is involved with um, tongue movement yeah what about the accessory nucleus that's really interesting isn't it it's the spinal accessory yeah um so it's it's the accessory nerve so that's cranial nerve number 11 and um that has to do with move uh, once again it's another motor nucleus Mm -hmm. has to do with you shrugging your shoulders and moving all the muscles of the neck exactly and you mentioned the spinal and the reason we call it the spinal accessory nucleus is part of the nucleus actually starts in the the upper part of the spine and it goes all the way up in the medulla Mm. and then the and then it sort of joins the cranial nerve 10 Mm. then it goes out from the brain and exerts its effects for now we'll leave it at that yeah now what about the pond so now let's move further up now what are the key land so i think the ponds is Mm. um uh, anterior to the fourth ventricle isn't it yes and what are some key tracks that you might expect we've kind of alluded to already Mm -hmm. haven't we so we've talked about like off the ponds you've got like um uh the three type the three cerebellar peduncles yeah and so they come off it and you can try and find where they are mm-hmm. um the middle cerebellar peduncle is really obvious yes on the sides and you can also as you mentioned as well you can see the fourth ventricle if you look at the uh, the back of the pons the mm-hmm. dorsal to the pons yep um in terms of the tracks you could find the corticospinal tract yes um you could find the spinothalamic as well which spinal. is more natural yep yeah um the medial lemniscus is also very it's also still a very obvious yeah. track to still midline on. as well hasn't yeah. really moved hmm. and also um there's lateral lemniscus as well which takes information from the uh, it takes auditory um information back uh, up the brain which we'll talk about some of those pathways in a future episode and mm-hmm. um, there's also the longitudinal fasciculus as well which we mentioned and that's yeah, important yeah, the medial longitudinal yeah. fasciculus yeah. and it's a midline structure it's a tiny tiny track but mm. it's really important for eye movement which we'll talk about yep. when we talk about the eye um, talks mm-hmm. now what are some other nuclei that you might also see mm. in the in terms of the nuclei you've got the abducens nucleus and i believe that's cranial nerve number six yes um you can find that in the midline and that affects eye movement yeah connected to the mlf yes and um you've also got the facial motor nucleus cranial nerve number seven that controls the muscle movements of the face yeah muscles of facial expression face yeah um you also mentioned that so there's this superior olivary nucleus and what that does is that it receives audio impulses from both ears via the cochlear nucleus mm-hmm. um, you've also got the vestibular nucleus and the cochlear nucleus and that receives inputs for balance and hearing 
for um, from the cranial nerve number eight. Yeah. So you mentioned about the superior olivine nucleus. Actually, the medial, um, sorry, the lateral lamiscus, which we alluded to in the medulla, okay. connects to the superior olivary nucleus. And so it carries information from the cochlea and the vestibular nucleus, which are located in the medulla, it takes that information into the, um, the superior olivary nucleus for hearing. Now, so as we mentioned, there's also the vestibular and, and cochlear nuclei. Yep. The trigem is really interesting though, isn't it? Yeah. The trigeminal nucleus actually, so the trigeminal nerve actually has like four main branches mm. of the, um, of, uh, of nuclei. And it's, I guess it's quite greedy. Um, but so, <laughs> but in terms of sensory on the lateral side, there's three main ones. It's called the, well, we've mentioned the spinal trigeminal nucleus. Um, but there's also a meso, yeah, so mesencephalic nucleus, which is more superior. And you've also got a primary sensory nucleus, um, of the trigeminal nerve as well. Yeah. So that's three of them. Um, and then, so three of them are related to sensation, but then you've also got one nucleus that's concerned with motor, motor function. Yeah. And what's the motor function of the trigeminal and muscles of mastication, the muscles involved with the eating. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Now let's move further up north. So we're going to go towards the midbrain and midbrain is a really easy structure to identify. If yeah. you have a look at a cross section, mm-hmm. you can see the cerebral aqueduct, which is this channel that connects the, the, mm-hmm. Um, the third ventricle to mm. the fourth ventricle. Yeah. Around that cerebral aqueduct is called, uh, you might see an area called the periaqueductal gray. Mm-hmm. And then we've mentioned this already in our pain pathway, which is important for modulating pain um, mm. through the opioid pathways, endogenous opioids. Mm. What else would you see there, Andy? Okay. So at the back of it, you would see these um, inferior and superior colliculites, mm-hmm. which are... And what you can, how the, the way you tell the difference between them is the superior colliculi, they're more rounder and they're bulgier, whereas the inferior colliculi, they look a lot flatter. Yeah, they're a bit flatter. And you can use that as a landmark to tell whether if the nuclei that are located in front of it are either the third, uh, nuclei of the muscle, mm-hmm. so the eye muscle, so the number three, or, uh, they could possibly be a uh, number four, yeah. uh, which is the, uh, trochlear nerve. Trochlear. Yeah. Sorry, we just had to count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm recording this quite late. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, as you've kind of alluded to already, you see the trochlear, which is um, number four. And yeah. you see the ocular motor, which is number three. Yeah. And also near the ocular motor, you might see the Edinger, or you will see the Edinger Westphal, which is a mm. parasympathetic nuclei that supplies the parasympathetic pathways mm. that go into the eye and innovate the, um, the ocular motor. Yeah, very important for pupillary reflex. Exactly, that's right. And as you might have guessed, you still see the medial, um, uh, medial longitudinal fasciculus. Yep. But the medial lamiscus has actually been, tend to see that slightly more lateral as opposed to more midline now. Yeah. So it's been pushed on the side. And that's because in the pond, there are more pontine nuclei in the in the middle, which unfortunately pushes the medial lamiscus further out um, as you approach the midbrain. Okay. Now that's it for the sort of for the midbrain. Mm. Um let's talk about the four by four rule, I think. Okay. That way, if you guys really struggle to memorize the structures, it has really helped me throughout yep. the exams as well. So please tell me about it. So the four by four rule is really straightforward. Um, okay. always follow this. So there are four um and structures in the uh, in the uh, brainstem that start with m so that's your motor pathway okay. that starts that is medial mm-hmm. so that is you know for example the corticospinal tract mm-hmm. you'll see the medial lamiscus medial mm-hmm. longitudinal fasciculus mm-hmm. and also um so the motor nuclei mm-hmm. so they're the four m structures that are in the middle okay. there's also four structures that you can come to expect on the lateral part of the the um the brainstem and that's your um sympathetic four structures that start with s i should say yeah sympathetic mm-hmm 
pathways that come from the hypothalamus and go into the um, the spine. Okay. You see the spinocerebellar, okay. which we've already talked about. You see the spinothalamic. And the last um, S that we'll talk about is the spinothalamic nucleus that okay, goes yep. all the way down to the um, the spinal, uh, almost to the spinal cord, but ends in the medulla. Yeah. All right. And now there's the, there's the four... Um, motor nucleus that are also found centrally that are multiples of 12, aren't they? Oh, yeah. So that would be, let's say, in the midline, you could find cranial nerve number, uh, nuclei for cranial nerve number three, mm-hmm. number four, number six, and number 12. Yep, so that's, that's right. handy to remember. Exactly. Yeah. And finally, if you look at the, the way the cranial nerves come out, there's four of them that are located in the medulla, okay. four of them that are located in the pond, and they follow the numbers as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. And there are two that are found in the midbrain and okay. two that are found above the midbrain. So overall, still follows the four by four rule as well. Okay. So that's it. Hopefully this mnemonic is going to help you. I think there's a paper published as well that you guys can have a look at if you're interested in the 4 by 4 and it gives you some examples as well. Mm. But that's how I've memorized it, especially when you come to um, you know, an exam and you forget things as, as can happen in, in a stressful situation. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Andy? Um, in addition to like the brainstem nuclei slices as well, I think I also recorded a drawing of uh, a YouTube video of also like drawing out the nuclei yep. where they found and where, whether if they're lateral mm-hmm. or medial, um, maybe that could help. Yeah, exactly. Um, come check out it. I think, yeah, if you have you know, look at multiple resources, it always helps to cement that knowledge. And mm-hmm. also drawing it out yourself can be a really useful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, so this was a very brief overview of what of some of the key nuclei and structures in the, um, in the brainstem. We're going to talk about the reticular formation in our next episode. It's, mm-hmm. We've mentioned it a few times, but I think now we're going to really focus on it. Yep. So train, uh, join us next time as we explore the reticular formation. See you next time. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer Gautam and our co-editor Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.